Question? Okay. But somehow or another, it seems understaffed tonight. What do you know about the upcoming It's just this big, big takedown. On the land of zebras. All these voices that just flow out. Like they are. I mean, in a couple of days. Placed cranial perforations in a couple of days. Yeah, have you noticed people and animals that behave? On your mark, it's getting stricter. I know some animalistic behavior. Volcanic pressures building up beneath the surface. It's Mount Mammoth. No, no, man. Mammoth. No, mammoth. No, mammoth. Famous no, mammoth. mammoth. Well, anything with two M's yeah. in it. We call it Mammoth. Yeah, yeah. Come on, you guys. Yeah. Must be one of the grand teetons. Their shot stock is happening right now. We're not going to the only guys that can tear ourselves away from the party to come down here. We're the only guys with the ability to tear yourself away from the party. We're the only guys that can tear yourself away from the party. And then we're going back at 5 a.m. We're going back for a big free breakfast. And may the circle remain unbroken. We'll be hungry. We're hungry. Making a bridge to the past in a lateral transportation materials handling device to the present. There you are, riding along well, it might not be exactly with the sun over the yard. Did say this means war? Watching no, 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 let us stand. Let us not declare war. No, not a war. No more. Sneak into your bed. You like the new post-its? Which one? Here's Richard Dixon. The new post-its. Here's Reverend Hell on a new post-its stand. The new post-its stand. I thought it Reverend Hell is a little crooker friend. Where's the post-its stand? That's right. Is the old days that called him Reverend Hell. And the man who had and more leather jackets than any other member of the Church of the Subgenius. I love leather jackets. Okay, so you have to change one of these attractive subgenius reverends for your at home escort to Doc Shock this year. At home, Doctor Hal ripped the bleeding covers from our reclining form. I wish I could do that. Why wouldn't he call us on eight four eight four four two five? Because he has a I saw that. I was there. Policeman, a lawyer. If he's at and home, he can call on that. Yeah, he no actually golfers. still has a wireline phone. No, no golfers. No I saw golfers. it. I don't know that it's connected, but I think I called no it. I think it is connected because I think it's golfers. That's what his computer is hooked up to. No. Yeah. She's gone. That's you. You get to play fantasy caller this morning. Okay. What song is that? We're going to be a dog stock when she's. When is the plane leave? Is she going to pick us up? Yeah. The second anniversary. Somebody better. Somebody better. to the airport on time because I spent the whole dog stock in the Gallup Airport. We actually with Toad Sucks Ferry. Cold outside. Just, just north of Little Rock. Bay Bay. And, uh, so they'll be, they'll be able to land there. Their private Yeah, they'll land their private jets. 
somehow on the sides of mountains these days. He's trying to find jets have special sticky wheels. So they zoom in to the left and stick. Sometimes they have these Velcro wheels, and the runways are made out of Velcro. Put a lot sticky stuff. Yeah, you don't want to be up all night now, okay? Go sleepy. Like some of us are. You've got to fight the pipe. We always fight the pipe on the West Coast. Because otherwise, you'll be up all night. Fight the pipe. Listen, what are you doing at this hour? Maybe it's mean and maybe it's rough. You've got to understand. Well, serious stuff. I fought the pipe, but the pipe won. Okay, that's not funny. That's not funny. Yeah, no, it's not funny. Just silly. That's not funny. That wasn't even silly. And the slaw. Yeah, you are. I'm sorry. 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 i am once you put no, the pipe in it, people <laughs> will follow it in here. I've got a gift for And that's what you need. There is something no you can put out there in front of you like a carrot on a stick. I've got a Make the people follow it. Follow it anywhere. We're getting darn Follow him. Whoever it was. No matter where he may go. Oh, is that the guy? Yeah. That's the guy. This is according to our reputation. So we're going to make this into the topical show at some point, or we're just going to be like the ancient drifting, rifting, riffing, dreaming, dreaming, steaming away into the... Steam plans Okay, here's uh, the head of Arnold Palmer. We're going live from back to Dockstock. Thank you. Oh my God, you? that's Bertha Gutterman. Hi, I, I don't want to see her yet. Here. That's the biggest canister of church air I've ever seen, Doctor. Well, she used to be a nice little slender thing, but here it's not the kind. None other but G. Gordon Gordon. Where in the world did they get that? Where well, I guess and what did they have to trade for? Hatched out of an egg and like everyone else. Huh. <laughs> and what makes it worth continuing this train of thought? Well, train. I don't know. Maybe the caboose. Sleep train. Uh, train. Mokaboose. <laughs> sleep train. That's Maboose. Well, I, uh, yeah. I'm about to fall asleep on the sleep train. Yeah. Yeah. Sleep train. Yeah, Dr. Hal here. I just feel so uninspired. I think maybe Dr. Hal's listening right now. Those guys are jamming. Yeah. Uh, now, uh, they're talking about how much $670 Maybe we should just show Bob Hill's box for a while until Dr. Hal gets here. I have all played. Because everybody, all the fans are calling in. They're asking for Dr. Vortex. Begging for Dr. Vortex. Please, please. Today on the street, I was walking along, and somebody came up to me and they said, Philo, can you just make sure Dr. Howell's on the show now? I was like, why wouldn't he? He's always on the show. What a collapse. Uh huh, I got that. I'm 
University. He is on the show. See, there he is. I'm kind of Kind of present. In a semi-nascent catatonic way. I can't even hear you all the way, Philo, because of the echoing gallery. Oh. But I can sort of think. Is this better? Can you hear me now? Yeah, no, I can hear you. Okay, well, I wasn't talking directly in the there he is. The, you ask for the voice, and there it shall be. Who asked for a voice? I asked for your voice. Ah, well, I was lamenting the loss of your voice over the airwaves, and then there it, here it is. Well, I suppose, uh, I don't know if, if uh, you were told what happened. I left some messages back at Puzzling Evidence Command headquarters, but I'm not sure they were apprehended. I don't think they were. Because it was a complete and utter surprise. It is. And your seat it was. was empty. Well, what did Puz Ev have to say? Well, Puz Ev, uh, in his inimitable fashion, is simply twisting knobs and pushing pan pots and things like that. He's doing his regular radio thing. So he's still here, but he was as perplexed as I was. Well, what happened was that I forgot to, to send the Pedro signal this afternoon. Uh, and so I never received Pedro uh, transport. Uh, so I was stranded, unable to come physically to the station. Debbie's the Pedro's listening right now. Yeah, Pedro's listening now. He's going, why didn't he call me? Why didn't he call me? Oh, I called him. I talked to him, but uh, he had just settled in and gotten comfortable in front of the TV on a rainy night. Didn't want to come. Yeah, he was ensconced upon his his gaunts. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, he was, uh, he was on his van. Freaks of nature. Stretched out like a like a sultan at leisure. After opening remarks yeah. in the chair, the minute well, he actually know. sits on his and knees a lot. I've noticed. They were found sits on his knees. Oh, I can hardly believe that. Well, he sits. He bends his knees and sits on the legs that are under his exterior or wherever it happens to be. Some portion of his anatomy is bent over and folded upon another portion of his anatomy. Now, without saying. It's not recommended for children under the summer of Yeah, we've we've been denied that weekly ritual to which we've become so accustomed at this hour. But did you have a substitute ritual available? We we do have a tiny modicum of substitutable. Well, there you are. The tiny URL will have to be a significant. It's a tiny URL. Uh, you know that there's a company called IBM. It stands for Any Bitty Men. IBM as well. Well, who is yeah, the Everybody BMs. And if this is in response to what? Yes, well, I really hate it when he sits down and it's leg. <laughs> no, we spoke Yo, you're Santa talking about I mean, we So now we The mystery is solved Primitive superstitions Oh, I left him a bunch of messages He didn't pick Yeah, well, the munchies will get you Almost in the middle of any ritual You really just 
No want a cookie? You, you want to send a message to all Western no. Union? Uh, I tried, and they've been out of business for years. Western Union? Uh, yeah. No, Western Union was down for the count. That's not about. Well, that's very handy. That's our happy. What if you want to send a telegram? Can you still send a telegram? Well, you can't, but as you should know better than most, they still call it AT&T. Um. Yeah. Oh, so you mean, when you're sending a telegram, you're really just sending a text message to a guy who come, who types it on a piece of paper and then brings it over to you real quick. Right? I still think that's yeah, that cool. Is that I, somebody on yeah. it. Do you still have to say stop on a telegram message? You know, when well, there are none anymore. They've all been superseded by Facebook, Twitter, and... Well, that's the voice confusion. That's so sad. It's so sad to think that you can't run down to your telegraph office and say... Get this to New York right now. Uh-oh. All right, you get five words for, you know, 50 cents a word. Right. Uh, so how much, how, were the telegraphs, were they expensive back in the day? Oh, they were hugely expensive based on the demand, you know, the price point there on that product was reached its equilibrium place. Was it more expensive to sell a telegram from San Francisco, say, than Chicago to New York? Oh, yeah. They had mileage as well as uh, as well as quantity. So you were doing brevity was uh, what was the soul of wit. No further action until Friday. Stop. So there's a sad man who's leaving now because he's so so counting on Pedro's arrival. Well, that's just need to go on ahead. And he's just so sad. All of his, there's ants crawling on all of his tapes. He's of the kind of, he's of the perplexed persuasion himself. Well, what you've got to do is give him a he likes to relive himself over and over again at the quite odd hour of 3 o'clock a.m. Nanosecond to nanosecond. Oh, there it is. Yes, they sat and ate their nays. He's at home, settled into his couch, which itself is settling into the floor and becoming part of the floor. While well, flickering pornographic images float over his eyelids. Oh, wait, here comes the alien. I'll bet you he wishes he was there or what here. You were flickering photographic images? Is that what you said? Pornographic. He's got a special key that allows him to taste the divine liquor of nonchalance. Mm. Uh, is that liqueur or lic- liqueur? That's a personal preference. And then he slips a couple of records on the Victrola and some comfortable slippers on his feet. And somehow or another, this translates into a, a higher life form. Well, it's uh, certainly the way for a gentleman to live. You can't deny that. No, no, I never would deny that. And, and you know, a gentleman who's living that way is probably uh, a self-made Gentlemen. Especially since all his needs are taken care of and all his work is done by two rambunctious teenagers who show up. So the sad man is leaving now. Uh, yeah, well, I'm sorry. He's gathering I, up his uh, amazing worldly possessions. I'd like to, but I don't know how it works. So sad to see him. He's so sad. So sad.
so fresh. This shows that I'm He's so fresh. He's funky fresh. And what about that Ask Dr. Howell show? Everybody ought to come to that tomorrow. Yeah, everybody ought to come to it. I mean, is that what you're calling about, really? Well, I could, but it wouldn't be... By the way, it's today. Oh, yeah, it's today. Tomorrow is when the sun comes up, son. Tomorrow is starts at... You're saying tomorrow starts yeah, sat- at dawn, That's called right? Saturday here. Tomorrow starts when the day arrives, whatever the clock may say. No, when the sun rises. We feel intuitively, viscerally, that the new day only appears when the cock with Mary Dinn scatters the rear of darkness. He must be right, everybody. Ask Dr. Hell already happened yesterday in that case. Yeah. Hey, I, I know a kid who thinks everyone's name is Doug. Really? Yeah. He called they everyone Doug. Does he think everyone's Doug? name is Doug? Paint their everyone. dog? What are you talking everyone about? Does. Nobody will paint their dog. Uh, so I they're painting their dog. dog and his na- dog's name is Painting dog. your dog will get you turned into And it happened yesterday yeah. instead of today? Uh, I, I believe it's almost happening every day. He's calling everyone Doug. Hey, you know, I was just looking uh, at you on... Uh, if you paint your dog, you better paint it with, like, non-toxic paint. Paint your wagon. Paint it with paint love. Your dog. Paint it with love. Paint it with Adobe love. Photoshop. Just paint it. I think you should shave it first. You're really going to get, you know, anything. I don't think you should shave your dog unless you're willing to shave yourself first. Unless you've got some sort of damn poodle or something that uh, needs to be perversely shaved. Come on. And what a bad thing it is to do oh, that. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I didn't. Did I say that out loud? Oh, I'm sorry. A poodle, one of the most intelligent dogs, has to wear this grotesque uh, livery as a reward for his smartness. Poodles are, like, amazingly, like, they're almost like humans. They're very smart. You see, according to Dr. Conrad Lawrence, the canine lineage comes from the... That guy just said they're like uh, humans, and at the same time they're supposed to be smart. And from the jackal. Really confusing. The most wolf-like dogs are like the husky... That's the way humans are. Great Dane, so on the jump. You get an opposable thumb, you think you're there top of the tree, you know. But the dog that's the closest to the jackal, and I hope you apprehend this, is the poodle. Oh, that's cute. Well, yeah, they're cute, but you see, we fix them so they can't see anything by making them wear frou-frou and foofy-chee-chee of dogs. Are you you serious? I am not serious, though. Now, that's that's very uh, surprising to me. What, that the poodles the closest uh, the poodles to the jackals? The poodles and jackals are the clo- are, are jackals are closer to poodles. It, well, yeah. this is what... Poodles are simply a breed. Noted dog. Oh, I don't know about that. I mean, that. dogs are dogs. They they can become what you no. want them to be. No. Yes, but no, we must trace their lineage. If you trace their lineage, you, you find out that a dog like the bloodhound... Do, do you know all dogs like actually have a common ancestor about 12,000 years ago? That's correct. And and the bloodhound is, believe it or not, is one of the oldest breeds. But you see, that just means that it's one of the ones that's been the least messed with by the humans. Nonetheless, the dingo dog, the dingo dog. Uh, there's even a, the yellow dog from Americas, believe it or not. Well, there's, there's a, there's a wild a dog in America. Dog. You ever see that little Mexican hairless chihuahua thing? The, the quaternary period shows, going backwards in time, uh, the fusion of the loosening of the Rothschild line. Then also the, uh, the jackal. But this isn't my theory. It's the theory of the noted experts and behaviorism 
Dr. Conrad Lawrence, author of Man Meets Dog. Okay. And that's, that's why it. your dog is not just sitting by the doggy door, but out evolving and exploring. Ah, uh, yeah, a fast death workout. That's right. That's right. He uh, lives his life with great intensity and, and understands a multiplicity of smells and odors which bring him to a point of trembling delight, which he can only express by rapid tail wagging, panting, and other tropisms. Did you know he can't not wag his tail if he wants to? Well, I don't know if he can't not, but, uh, you know, it's all a matter of will. If there was some reason he'd want not to wag his tail, why, he probably wouldn't. Yeah, but stick it between your legs. Come on, you guys. Let's but they just so don't you're saying that he will not want wag, will wag, want, None of these people will know. wag for food. Any wag can say as much, but uh, this is another solidly scientific matter. Yeah. Today I was on, uh, it's a strange thing happened. I got this phone call. And I was on the phone, and I realized that the creature on the other end of the phone was a lizard. Now, that is kind of difficult to believe, Dr. Wayback, but, uh, you know, evolutionary regression can occur in a flash. And there was bugs, bugs on the phone, but the bugs were more like physical bugs actually occupying the surface of the phone. You're sure you hadn't put in a call to Gary or something and got one of his lizards on the phone? I think I got Gary's lizard. Well, there, that explains it. How do you get Gary's lizard? He's, well, uh, he's been working with it. He's taught it how to answer the telephone. and Some say, some lizard owners say that lizards have a certain measure of affection and respond positively to their human uh, Yeah, when you stroke their bellies, they lay on their back, you stroke their bellies. Of course, it's not politically correct to refer to an animal's owner or master. You're no. only an animal's keeper. Partner. Even if you're a, a, a lizard keeper. Are the, and the animal's... A human partner. But, uh, on the other hand, snakes have so little computing power in their brains that they can't really respond to you affectionately or otherwise. But you can have, you could refer to the, uh, instead of calling the dog's owner, you could say the dog's human. Well, you can do that, and, and that even makes sense. Uh, I'm calling, uh, apparently you guys didn't see the memo that went out that uh, tonight the entire studio is being fumigated because there's a bug problem. Must uh, that, bugs are there. that explains why I'm seeing these ants crawling in front of me. Um, look, puzzling, see, look, there's ants crawling all over here, and there's ants crawling all over. No, this is no hallucination. These are real ants. I'm watching them in front of me. I'm sure they seem real. These are white, white ants. Well, you know, uh, we have to rise above... The and the caller fell back asleep. Uh, you know, fortunately, probably... But if the caller's rise right look at Burning Man 1996 Part 13, you'll see the cab driver in it. But there's no ant in that. you got to be careful because... In 1996. The bugs are just going to keep getting bigger and bigger until you get some fresh air. So, uh... They can't get big. I thought fresh air broke up years ago. They can't get big anymore. They used to be huge, though. Oh, I see that the sippy cups are... Thank you.
Ashkenaz. Uh, just uh, whatever you do, just don't drink anything because the fumigant is really going to condense a lot in any liquid that you have in there. Uh, and you, you guys should be safe, uh, you know, because you got strong lungs and. Uh, just don't let anybody else into the studio, whatever. I'm just going to hold my breath to the show's over. You better do And that. don't worry, the bugs that you see are just hallucinations. They're not real. They're not eating much, um, I can tell, so, on, on my food. So. Army ants aren't eating much? Not on my food here that well, I brought with me good. at the show. That shows hey, that. My show Back grub. Again. That's what I use to keep my energy levels up while while we're doing the show. Those Argentine army ants would just as soon eat grass. Yeah, you guys could do like a power show kind of thing with ginkgo biloba and ginseng and lots of guarana and taurine and all that stuff. Then we'd just be like every other show on KPFA. Ginkgo, I love it. It's a sugar. KPFB 89.3. We like to have more KFCF, sugar. 90.1 KF. Uh, it could have like, it could be like solid sugar. Like a KZFR and Chico and uh, online at kpfa.org. And then you can like That's where we are. All over the world on kpfa.org. Speaking of which, I, I heard from uh, Kiko and he's now reached the Philippines. Is that right? And he's swimming all the way, right? Oh, no, no. But he's going to start on a long voyage to the Cannibal Islands. And he's gonna he's gonna actually battle the cannibals. He's gonna try to out eat them, right? Well, that's why he was at the Ask Doctor Hal show asking me how to for how to get rid of um, cannibal uh, apprehensions. You know, um, how to thwart them. Well, you go in you go in with a big cooking pot, a bigger cooking pot than they have, and you you tell them that you're there on a cannibal feasting expedition, that your goal is to eat as many cannibals as possible. Well, I told him at the time that uh, the way to do it is to be unappetizing and not very tasty, but I didn't know that that's who asked the question, and when I thought it was Kiko, I'm afraid he'd make too many good steaks. Oh, well, right, cannibals. but don't you realize that a good... Uh, be the best defense is a good offense, and I think if you go there with a big sign that scares the cannibals into thinking that you're a bigger cannibal than they are, then that gives you a certain sort of, not only just cultural credibility, but kind of, it's like carrying a, the bigger stick, you know, you, they see that would be nice to think into so. the airport with your big skull, your skull ring, and your your mighty uh, uh, skull cracker. No, I'm afraid the moment you land at the Cannibal Airport, you are already chosen as uh, possible beyond. And anything else just sounds like a cannibal. No doubt. That's why you should eat a lot of poison and get a lot of uh, yeah, horribles. take some of them with you. You should take them down with you. When they start chowing, they're going to know that, oh, man. <laughs> yeah, when they start chowing, they're going to start howling. And then you'll be laughing all the way, and you're just turning over in your grave. Only they're like a rotisserie because they're cooking you. Your charred bones may rotate, but the rest of you will be traveling through the digestive. <laughs> At the speed of sound. Cannibal. Some anthropophagy. At the speed of borborygmy. Yeah, who knows? If they drink enough palm wine and eat their greens, they can pass you. With or maybe they'll ha drink some acai berries. They have all kinds of exotic crumbs. <sighs> That's this what happens when I eat acai berries. I go, <sighs> And you know his girlfriend, Jen Alexander, is going to be out there feeding too. Somewhere in the bath of the Well, anyway, I don't know.
yes, and now I just... I'd heard from this yeah, uh, Hopefully the cannibals won't eat them once each other's time. They probably won't. These days they can get frozen pizza and everything else, you know. So, uh, uh, yes. Also, in the okay. Okay. But you know they're talking about drilling off the state of California. I was going to say there's really? only one question at this point, which is how long will it drill, baby, drill, huggling? To load the Raymond Scott, just like Sarah Palin wants. But I think the, the cannibal moment is now over, and the Raymond Scott opportunity. Puzzling evidence is just like Raymond Scott. Is he now? He looks kind of like Raymond Scott. Well, he could score. He some could probably. Cartoons, he probably music for a pass. He could probably be the top contender in a Raymond Scott lookalike contest. Boy, I don't know. I I uh, think Raymond Scott doesn't look like much these days. No, he's he's getting kind of raggedy. Yeah. No, when I was talking about drill, baby, drill, I was talking about drilling off the coast, like not talking about off, drilling you know, into like a you, baby at all. No, I was talking about like drilling off the coast. You know, like you drill, you cut off the coast, yeah, or you, you drill off, you coast. drill it off. I want to take the coast and drill enough holes that it will come off. Well, and then where will it go? And then we'll just well, it'll float away, and we'll have the island of California. I don't think it floats. Sure, sure, it floats. It's just gonna sink. There could be something wrong with it. Yeah, but it has. It's, it'll sink, and then when it's finished, we'll just be sitting on top of the mountains, which by then will be, you know, the coastal mountains will be just like islands in the Pacific. Well, I, I certainly hope you're right because I would hate to sink down to the abyssal plain of the floor of the ocean, the restless sea. Uh, real estate, which will only give up its dead at the end of the world. Between the ages of 13 and Oh, this is so interesting that the wily, willy, woolly mammoth, the willy, woolly, willy, woolly, willy, woolly mammoth has gone away. Mammoth? Mammoth. Well, I... Willy, woolly mammoth roams this earth no more. Well, um, you know, uh, uh, wily, woolly, or whatever you want to call him. Uh, we know that he came here, Dr. Howe. After the days of the dinosaurs. Yes, that's quite true. Dinosaurs and mammoths uh, didn't share the same real estate. We know that he's related to some elephants of today. Do you know which ones? I can tell you. Those are the, I believe, the Indian elephants. That is right. Erecto. The African elephant is not related to the mammoth as much as the Indian elephant. But right here in California... 10,000 years ago, and possibly even more recently, there was an elephant population of archaic elephantal forms, some of which were the mastodons. And we ate them all. Mm -hmm. we, well, our ancestors ate them all. Well, they ate a I bunch did. of them. Our ancestors were the meat-eatingest bunch. They killed off all the animals. They killed off the horses and ate those. They ate, they even ate the mice, the rats. They ate bugs. the saber-toothed when they were stroppy. No, those things taste terrible. I don't think they ate ate those unless they were just, you know, they might have eat them, eaten them experimentally, but all the, uh, generally that was the other way around. The saber tooths ate the humanoids. And they couldn't domesticate the ibexes, so they ate those. No, they couldn't domesticate the ibex. That's now, here's a, this what the Allosaurus said at Boogie Rock. Some people call me Allosaurus. I'm 35 feet long. 
Yeah, or longer. I have sharp claws and knife-like teeth, and you may think I am wrong. Well, that's scientifically conservative. The longer Allosaurus is measured at 39 feet, so you might as well give him the extra foot and say 40 feet, and now he's as long as the Tyrannosaurus is supposed to be. But oh, how I love Brontosaurus for dinner, breakfast, or lunch. Mm, that's a, a rather difficult lunch to achieve. For snacks, I prefer a Stegosaurus or a Trachodon tail to munch. Those are also wrong. There is no Trachodon. These quotes are all very suspicious. Who, who's the reporter on this? Munch, 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 yes, that, munch, munch. That is true. That is correct. Munch Doesn't that sound proper. good for Trachodon, munch? which is now no longer called that, didn't come along until many millions of years later. Oh, I'm not. Di I'm not disputing the the accuracy of this poetic discourse here on the back of this record album. Even the ancestors of the Anatosaurus, the Fabrosaurus, were just getting started. The Fabrosaurus, yeah, he was the. That's where I was talking to the Fabricatosaurus. Now, what makes a Fabrosaurus? He was made by Shag Carmen. Basically, it's anything whose dentition starts after the predentary bone. Ah, much like the da-da-da-da. Yeah, like that Stegosaurus that you mentioned, uh, or the Triceratops. They've all got this beak-like thing, and then it's only after that that the tooth rows begin. Uh, Dr. Hal, tell us why a Dimetrodon is not technically a dinosaur. Well, it's uh, actually a Pelicosaur. A pelicosaur ain't a dinosaur. A pelicosaur is more closely related to the mammal-like reptiles. In fact, the dimetrodon might even be ancestral to humans if you go far enough forward. Hmm, interesting. Including the the sail, the, the ones with the sail on their back? Some folks see the sail as an early attempt to develop uh, heat or thermal regulating. Like a heat sink, huh? endothermy, the mammalian control of the internal temperature. But most of us think that the sail is just there because it looks cool, moss, bitchin' and groovy, especially to female dimensions. Wow, Dr. Hal can be a Nipton and a caller in the same show. Yes, that's the, that's how flexible we are here on the Puzzling Evidence Show, and to the extent that we use the talents of Dr. Hal through whatever connection device we can we can dream up. That Dimetrodon sail actually does appear on certain dinosaurs, but uh, that is simply an example of convergent evolution in action. Is that like the the um, what is the other the oh that was a fake dinosaur? The well, there's a. There is the Spinosaurus, which is a theropod like Tyrannosaurus, only it has the sail like Dimetrodon. But then there was a strange crocodilian or an early form, uh, an Eosuchian, if you will, called Arizonasaurus. You probably haven't heard of that one, but I'm sure you can guess where it was found. In a bay window. Anyway, well, you know, Dr. Hal, as far as this it too has that sail on its back. This theory of the sail being a heat sink seems illogical that so much uh, evolutionary effort would go into something that is so little required by why would it be one this one narrow niche of dinosaur that needs this elaborate heat sink? Well, it's not just a heat sink. As I said, it's there mainly to look good to the female. Yeah, now that makes more sense to me. The bigger and more gaudy your sail, the more sex you're going to have because you have high status, you see.
that's what all those ornaments and doodads on dinosaurs are for. The and if they were super saturated with blood vessels, it becomes a liability as much as anything else. For protection. They're, they're because they look cool. They think we like, uh, the female dinosaurs also like. And that's why there was competition in developing more and more elaborate structures. Chores of such a nature. Similar but, to the Stegosaurus with his elaborate uh, spinal ridge. But nature doesn't just do one thing. Once you've got this funny-looking thing sticking up, it might as well be a heat dispenser or accumulator because that is the parsimonious quality of nature. Well, the other thing, too, though, is nature doesn't offer uh, elaborate mechanisms which can also be uh, used, can be a, a, a detriment to the animal's development. If the heat sink was super saturated with blood vessels and he's dealing with a constant fighting and battles with large toothed reptiles, it doesn't seem sensible that he would have this yes, liability be and be selected. Few but uh, the fact is that Dimetrodon was the biggest honcho in his environment. There were no larger and bigger toothed reptiles than Dimetrodon. Not that another Dimetrodon couldn't bite him, but then how are you going to bite something that's a big flat surface? It's like trying to take a bite of a wall. Well, it's interesting be... that you bring that up, Dr. Howe, because that that begs the question about those transition zones. Do you think that those were clean uh, transitions, uh, maybe uh, preceded by some K-like event, or was it possibly that there was a, a fading in and a fading out, a transitionary period where some of these uh, creatures may have actually lived on the fringes of uh, evolutionary beginnings of some of these other creatures? It's uh, quite likely, but the Permian period, when Dimetrodon flourished, ended with a giant catastrophe and the biggest extinction of all life that ever occurred. Was that the Permian event? That was the Permian. It, the end of the Mesozoic gets all the publicity, but there were earlier eras of extreme heat and extinction, like the one we're heading into now, and it wiped out most of the life in the Permian, and afterwards some things couldn't come back, like the giant insects could never come back, because the atmosphere had changed and would no longer allow their breathing to be possible. Was that because the concentration of oxygen had changed? The concentration of oxygen had changed, and the water on the planet had been changed, and the, uh, the, uh -oh. everything had changed. Um, Dimetrodon, however. So, uh, is it possible with the, uh, you know, increasing uh, carbon dioxide, we'll have to actually find larger insects? More carbon dioxide and nitrogen in the mix. Before that, uh, because of the high oxygen content, uh, fires could really be catastrophic and would burn with great intensity, burning uh, everything in sight, so including a lot of those big bugs. Yeah, like those super saturated. Uh, but was not the only uh, creature in its own environment with a sail. There were also large but sluggish vegetarians with small heads and weak jaws who had large sails but were meat on the hoof as far as the Dimetrodon was concerned. They were just swamp critters, weren't they? Sailback preyed on sailback as grotesque dragons of the prime tore each other in the slime of the primordial world. It must have been so hot they needed those sails. Oh, man, it was hot, all right. But uh, ultimately, the, 
you know, the sail can accumulate heat, turn it toward the sun, or it can dispense heat, get it wet, and get it in the breeze. It all depends on how you use it. Yeah, so just you've got to maintain a certain orientation to the solar rays. A curious thing is that the spinosaurus, large Cretaceous dinosaurs I mentioned that have the sail, lived in one of the hottest places on the planet during the late Mesozoic, which is Africa. And they were in an extremely hot environment, yet they had the sail. So that probably wasn't for adding extra heat, but it might have been for disposing of extra heat. Yes. Yeah, I think that might be. But it still has to be saturated with blood vessels in order to do that efficiently. Yes, yeah. it's saturated with blood vessels, and it does that efficiently. But remember, the original, I cause, the original cause was to look good to the females. And it will look good to the females by being able to flush the sail with blood and change it to a nice crimson color to yeah, make right. flashing, yeah. suggestive sexual symbols at the female, then while doing that, you happen on the thermoregulation. And this has been successful time and again in different varieties throughout the long evolutionary history. Certain amphibians also had those sails. But only, uh, it's not anything a conscious uh, the, the animal does. It's only through the process of natural selection that those choices are made. Yep, but then the animal consciously knows how to use it. He knows what kind of moxie he has, and when he sees the female, he puffs up and gets to work in the best possible display to attract the distaff. Right, through trial and error, he knows what things work, and then through those choices, uh, the better creature is selected in the next generation. Like uh, the same stuff recurs in evolution. We have the the ankylosaurs, uh, uh, and then later on you sort of have a mammal version, the glyptodon. Not related at all by descent, but simply because it's a good idea which pops up again. Right, and it, it, there's our environments where those good ideas pro proliferate because they're selected for, for best success in the environment. Okay, gotta go. Gotta well, there goes somebody who's okay, been selected go pick them out up. of this comment stream. Okay, now we'll talk about the funny stuff. Like clowns? Clowns, yeah, clowns. Uh, Those let's wacky, talk about goofy clowns. Wacky clowns. So hilarious. Side-splitting hilarity. Now, what, what is the selection process uh, that causes clowns to be selected? Well, you know, they are originally inheritors of a theatrical tradition where humor was granted, and for a while they could get by on the very idea being funny, but then they wore that out and they were unfunny for centuries. Now, how does the gesture of ancient times uh, fit into that uh, evolutionary process of the clowns? Isn't he somewhere in that uh, that linkage? Well, he has clowning to do, and a lot of it to satisfy the regnant monarch. Now, he was the only one that could actually criticize the monarch. And, and sometimes, not even that, sometimes he would go too far and end up clapped in irons. Now, is he related anywhere to the traveling troubadours of old? Uh, the jongleurs, you mean? The minstrels? Right, the traveling minstrels. I'm sure some of them were goofballs. Goofballs, uh, ne'er-do-wells. They were, they might have sad been. Sad sacks, so to speak. Because they were transitory, but they may have been as ethical as anyone. And remember, if it wasn't for uh, the minstrel Blondell, we never would have gotten Richard the Lionhearted out of the clink. Yeah, that, that is so true and so little known by modern man.
Yeah, nobody pays attention to that anymore, but uh, after all, it meant a lot to a great deal of people at the time, particularly Robin Hood. you got to remember all, all, all those stories. Robin Hood was constantly scheming to get Richard back. Right, right. He had to because he was his ally. But ultimately, he did get it get Richard back, and that was okay, but then Richard left again, so the whole thing was uh, That's just amazing. That is so amazing. But uh, Prince John Blackland, the, the regent, took over. He was such a bad actor that they forced uh, the barons to come up with the Magna Carta. And that beginning of uh, the evolutionary sequence was produced. Aaron, One of those key points in the evolution of, uh, of the history of freedom and liberty. But just as in biological evolution, sudden catastrophes destroy an entire line. Just as in in recent years, even Magna Carta was unstitched by the past administration that was in power. But Obama will sew it back together. I don't think he's tracking on it. Besides Somebody it, will sew it back together. Somebody's got to stitch the mighty Magna Carta back together. I don't know. You see, it's so useful. Once you get rid of something like that, they're hard to put in place, easy to get rid of. Well, and what, no matter how liberal it, does it you make may it, be, it's easier. Does it make it easier for us to become kings ourselves, Dr. Howe? Why, every man a king. Every man in his castle a king. But when can we be like kings over the other kings? We are now. We are the unacknowledged lords of earth. The secret subgenius king. Hey, I've got an Italian jewelry. Interview me about the church of the subgenius sometime next week. What about it? She's trying to set up a meeting place where I can yak about Slack and Bob and all that crap. Who's that? An Italian journalist, uh, Tatiana something or other. Hmm. Coming up, uh, she has one of those names that's hard to pronounce. It's, um, what is it? It's, uh, it's Tatiana Basicelli. Basicelli? the number you should be in on that. Yes, I yeah. should be a gun on that. Yeah, it might be interesting. Just tell her that if she really wants to know the truth, she has to call me. Well, I will forward your uh, info, and I told her to buy all the books and listen to the radio show. That'll at least get her to point B. She wrote back saying, oh, yes, I will buy all those books. Oh, yes, I'll remember now. <laughs> and then I also tried to get her to come to the Dr. Hal but she said she has a rule. So, Dr. Howe, how did you start the church? How did what? How did you, how did you start the church? You're talking to the wrong dude. Uh, you, right there, Philo is there who started the church. You've got to ask him, not me, why I am yeah, yeah, a yeah, latecomer yeah. to the uh, subgenius canon. I can't believe how fast the time is going by on the show tonight. I hold the subgenius's banners and guidons high, but come on, I didn't start it. I only fell in line with the inevitable historical progress of the marching boots of Bob's eternal myrmidon. Those, those boots, those, those boots were made for walking. Those armies that will sweep the world. 
Philo, you've got to tell him. I, I, I'm not up to it. He, he wants to know now about the origins. The origins? Yeah, well, didn't you hear him? He's right there. He pronounced origins. Hey, I did something recently that uh, I'm going to make known very shortly here. That they, I, w- I wanted to let everybody know that the Virgin Bob has now uh, he's lost his cherry. He's no longer a virgin. The Virgin Bob. But everyone knew that Bob was... No, not Bob. The Virgin Bob. Oh, well. See, not the one married to Connie who gave birth to all these monstrosities like Bub and... Bib and yeah, Don and horrible Bib. things that Don and Lou, right? Right. Kept out of sight in gibbering in secret institutions and so on. Tom and Bill spelled with just awful, Bill. awful. But at least they had one single name and short and monosyllabic. To show that was the important forward. thing, even if it yeah. was misspelled, like B I L. I know some Bill spelled like that. B I L. And John J O N. Sure, I, I like the John J O N, but the B I L is come on. How, that's like saying Biff is spelled B I F. All right, how about Bill Key? Creates the family circus. He is a B I L Bill, though not, as far as we know, one of the progeny of Bob. Now he only has one L, but he puts an E at the end of Key. I found out an interesting thing about the Delphic Oracle. Oh, what's what's that? that? It was apparently ethylene vapor that affected the minds of the priestesses to give their out-of-the-body experiences. That's right. I heard heard that that same thing. thing. It came up through the rocks. Isn't that kind of like sniffing glue? No. Well, glue being the toluene. Glue containing toluene, but in any case... Is it a similar chemical to that, I mean? No, it's from a different branch of chemistry. Oh, good. Because that's a nasty experience when I was a stupid teenager. And I'd hate to think that the Delphic Oracle felt like that. So it's a different... uh, experience entirely then. Well, the next time you're huffing glue, see how your prophetic nature takes you. Yeah, no, it's not... Maybe well, that's what I mean. If it's, a, if it's a different chemical entirely, then it has nothing to do with whatever... Uh, now, at the Ask Dr. Hal show, we huff all sorts of gases and vapors. Oh, man, we're huffing so much gas in there and vapor, we have to. It's part. Of, it's the law once you get in there. Yes, it is the law. Uh, the law of averages. I was at the Delphic Oracle. Well, you older than you sound, I guess. Well, the, the stream dried out just about the time that the uh, the uh, emperor, whatever the emperor was, that uh, Constantine, Constantine, Constantine. De- de- declared that the pagan institutions must close. That was at the same time a voice was crying out, weeping for the death of Pan. Because the white Christ had conquered. So the pale Galilean had made sure that no more could you see the satyrs and the breasts of the nymphs in the break. Well, they did... And those traditions have been carried on down from... The imagery of Pan became the devil. Uh, Well, all of the old gods were thought to be demonic by the zealots who followed. Even Apollo and benign ones were considered to be evil demons. Did you say wow? Yeah, I was looking at all the ECC stuff has been yanked. Really? Yanked? Everywhere, huh? Did you have it at other places? 
Yeah, all over the place. Why would they yank it? WMG. Uh, because of some some, some little minuscule sample. sample. Some absurd copyright nonsense. Boy, these lawyers are out of control. Come the revolution. What's been yanked? What? ECC stuff. You know, ECC is a band. Trademark Gunder song. Yep. The evolution control. Huh? These samples like oh, the negative no, land groups. So, oh. you know, all over the place. This stuff's disappearing. That is terrible. They must feel very bad about it, as K-Rob felt when all his empire disappeared. I'm glad I got the CDs in here. Yeah, you can still find them. You just can't put them on YouTube. Every, you can put them on Google. You can put them on MySpace, Facebook. Physical you just CDs can't put them on YouTube. But there can be no samples, especially junior samples. They're going to make it so that people will be thrown in the concentration camps for sampling music. That's right. Everybody hates it until it's their stuff sampled. Then all of a sudden, oh, Detroit Manual is a good thing. They oh, only yeah. they like it I if their it. stuff gets sampled, unless the guy that samples it makes money off of it. Then well, they want to get their it. cut. Oh, I hate it. I better get involved here. Unless they get their cut, then they're okay. Oh, yeah. they got cut? Oh, dear. All the people that downloaded music will be digging canals and uh, worked to death and by the hundreds of thousands. Sounds good to me. That's an infrastructure project for our new depleted world. I'm surprised. You're surprised? Well, I've been surprised by many things. By history itself. Wow. Wow. Who deserves to be prisoners? And, and prisoners of, of this life, are we? The onrushing climate crisis may produce unsupportable droughts, shortages, and movement of refugee populations, which will overwhelm our world with chaos. That's the bad side, but what about all the new growth? I've heard we that could there's have some good things about global warming, too. It's hard to figure out. Of course, everybody in there, when they're looking at it, Straight ahead. Think Too many are convinced they have it right. What if global warming isn't happening? What if it's all just Meanwhile, happening? my feeling is that this United States is its preeminence as a world Maybe power. so, but what if it does change? Aren't we going to change with it? Too many oh, yeah, yeah, we get forced to. It happens anyway. Yeah, we're not going to like sit here and go... Argue about whether or not the fin was for girls or for services. Yeah, should we try to keep it the same as it's always been for the last 25 years? Or should we let it evolve like it always has been for the last 6.5 billion years? What is same? A human concept. Okay. Yeah, you can have it. You can keep it. I don't need it. Any more than I this fin on my back that thousands and trillions of years from now they'll guess wrong about why. So you didn't get any of my messages? Messages that I was de-paid road and unable to get there? No. Are we I, still working that over? I left Certainly a trail got something of, better of little, than talk about whether little stinky messages. messages for you to find. Oh, Do you know what it cute. was that the deity that was at the Delphic, uh, that was supposedly celebrated at some point at the Delphic Oracle? Prior to the Del reason why the Delphic Oracle was even there, do you remember what deity it was that supposedly was slain? It was the Shrine of Apollo. Right, but why was uh, Apollo enshrined there? He actually did something there. Well, it's because those vapors did tend to put you into prophetic strains. 
actually is because he slew the deity name was named Pytho, who was living there and and protected the navel of the earth. The Omphalos, yes, and it was full of lint. And that's why the priestess of the shrine was known as the Pythoness. Right, which meant, okay, it was derived from the verb Pythian to rot. I hear some typing going on there. Stereotyping. <laughs> no, uh, it's... And uh, so, the circle remains unbroken. Yes, uh, uh, and uh, uh, there's a better land awaking, awaken, uh, awaiting in the sky, Lord. But you know, that some of the topical things that subgeniuses worry about this time of night is like... Ants are getting into the old Halloween candy stashed in my desk. Uh, and that's yeah, that's a bummer. And now there's special assignment to the training class <laughs> where we're going to learn how to deduct even two or three times more than we make. The caller there would say he'd been and sniffed and huffed the gas. You can have the government send you a check each month. Well, I wish they would. Simply by a trick of tax accounting. I really need somebody to send me a check. Let the government do it. I thought you were supposed to draw the check and then it shows up. Well, uh, I would have to draw a picture of myself receiving a check. It ah, takes yeah. a long time to do that. Well, get started. Now, Robert Crumb always used to draw those girls with big thighs and so on. And sure enough, they showed up. But um, you can go to to Greece and uh, you can visit the site of the Delphic Oracle. I I think the caller said he did that and he and he huffed the the uh, gradu that was coming up from there. But the gradu has dried up long ago. Well, they say that to keep the crowds back, but I'm sure there's a trace of it. <laughs> Just go to the southwestern spur of Mount Parnassus, which is in the Valley of Focus. And you can focus on it there. That's P-H-O-C-I-S, not F-O-C-U-S. So, in our seminar, will be on why normals hate you and what you can do about it. At X Day? Yes, at X Day. Well, I uh, I guess or I can anywhere. get that. We, we, maybe we're going to do that just down at the local Barnes & Noble. Why normals Water hate you? Whether what you're in you can Noble do Barnes about or it. in yes. But before uh, the whole place was known as uh, whatever it was, you know, uh, Adelphi, it was called Crisa. And the sacred precinct of Apollo was a pan-Hellenic sanctuary. And every four years, athletes from all over the Greek world competed in the great games, one of the four pan-Hellenic games. These are precursors of our modern Olympics, which will not be held in Chicago. The victors at Delphi were presented with a laurel crown, which was hardy. Uh, a hardy plant that was this laurel. Yeah, it, was, uh, it's, it's, it was so hardy you could like you could put it on somebody's head and it would stay there. Well, it would stay there. It's hardy in it's the fact that it grew in the rocky soil of the hardy. And it's hardy. It makes a good chilling? soup that is enheartening. I didn't know it was edible. But what a 
the uh, the laurel crown that was presented to those athletes at uh, Delphi was ceremonially cut down from a tree in Tempe, or the Dales of Arcady, by a boy who reenacted the slaying of the Pytho. Oh, the Pytho. Yeah, you, you, you just were talking about the Pytho, weren't you? Yeah, the Pytho was the... No, the deity of the Pytho it wasn't described that I can remember in such a way that would let me visualize what this Pytho deity, this naval protector, looked like. Well, he was a ginormous thing. Hey, pick up the phone, buddy. Yeah, listen, the Beatles, the Beatles said it a long time ago. You say goodbye, and I say hello, hello, 2010, okay? I hope you get this one. Going on 2010. Okay. Yes. I say hello, hello to 2010, okay? Okay. Everything's going to be all right, man. Well, let's hope so, but then... The I hope so. Yeah, me too. Okay, hell, Swiss. Okay, ciao. Okay, ciao. Now, the Pythian Games uh, were second among the four Stephanitic Games, chronologically. But yes. these were different from the Olympian uh, trials of sportage in that they were not of such vast importance to the city of Delphi as the games of Olympia were to the city of Olympia. Uh, it just, they had the oracle going, and that was enough for the city uh, to distinguish itself among the leagues of the old uh, Pan-Hellenic city-states. Yes, the Omphalus, or belly button of the earth, located there, the center of the world. And this Pytho was actually, if you think about it, where the word Python comes from. Uh, this was a dragon, serpent-like creature that protected. A lot of dragons people. were serpent-like and, and were known as worms uh, because of their serpentine shape. Who knows? Maybe uh, just take a little bit of genetic manipulation to turn uh, uh, one of the pythons of today, like the anaconda, back into a dragon. I think that's a great idea, and we should be working on something like that. Instead well, of this don't kinda, let me keep you back. This but I don't stuff have they a, talk about, this health care plan, this budget, fully this, equipped this laboratory, uh, be, you know, one can talk about it, but only the big bucks are going to make well, it. Well, that's why we should concentrate our efforts on trying to promote uh, the recreation of the dragon-like creatures, just to bring also, just to bring this kind of myth and wonder back into the world. My laboratory is all taken apart and put in boxes and stored at Chicken John's place, which he's going to lose, and then I won't have any place to put that lab, since I have no storage over here. Well, I'll let you store it in my backyard, Dr. Howe. Really? We'll put it in my backyard, we'll cover it up with, with protective... Some parts do need to be covered up with protective, or just covered up. Yeah, we could do that. I hate to hear that Chicken John is losing his his castle. Well, he might have some scheme to save it, uh, but it does seem like it's going rapidly down the tubes. And what will happen to the astronaut house? So you've got to get there and see one of our last shows before the. Yeah, I might move to a bar and make money. Yeah, I might move to a bar. Move it to space is what I'd like to do. I think if they had a band uh, preceding Dr. Howe, if he had like a warm-up band. The Oompa Oompa band? Yeah, that would help uh, bring some more people into the show. I suppose it got a good sax player. If you had a good sax player, yeah. The honkers and shouters bring in the crowd. Yeah. I would be willing to throw my sax hat in the ring. Your Every Friday night. 
You'd have to show up for that gig. Yeah, that would be a tough one to have to sh- actually show up for a gig. Showbiz. You know, um... That is, yeah, that is showbiz. You stay up time, late. The hundreds of votive statues remained at the site of the Velvet And Pliny the Younger saw them because he went there, and also Pausanias. Ah, now, if you go there now, it's just it looks like a, an amphitheater in the middle of nowhere. Well, yes, but it's uh, fun to visit, and I wish I could visit it, but I never will. I'll be dead before I can get there. And then if when you get there, after you're dead, you won't know it. It'll be a bummer, because they'll just... Well, I'll know there, it, but I'll... And there'll be this hideous old corpse laying around. Ew. Yes, it's all true. Uh, um, the only source for the known inscription at Delphi comes from uh, Plutarch, but the origin of the phrase was attributed to one or more of the seven sages of ancient Greece. And what was that phrase? The phrase, uh, well, I can't say it in Greek because I'm an ignoramus, but the phrase was, know thyself. And then there was another one there saying, nothing in excess. And um, uh, and there was one that said something like, uh, uh, what was the third one? The third one was a less cosmic. It was something like, make a pledge and mischief is nigh. Uh, in other words, once you commit yourself to something, disaster will fall on your head. But everybody who came there wanted just that. They wanted to know the future. Well, and that was the that Grecian thing about once you commit to that decision means you can't reconsider. You're quite right, Phil. So know thyself. What was the second one? The second one, uh, well, the first one was know thyself. The second one was nothing in excess. So like everything in moderation. It was uh, maiden agon. The first one was nosi siauton. But I can't say it right because I never studied Greek uh, in school, unlike my my friend who could actually read uh, Greek. But I can't. I can't read. Hmm. I can't. You see, this is a sign of weakness in nowadays, Doctor Howe. Well, everyone should study the classics, but uh, there's where is the time? I barely have time to study these days. They they take up my time with such niggling things. I get questions that I have to answer. Uh, somebody wanted me to, to to say the difference between true and false slack and all that. And they also said, and I sent in $20, but I never heard the answer. And then the $20 were deposited in the account of John Rinaldi. <laughs> yes, they had... Uh, they had a complaint, but uh, uh, I do my best to try to answer these legions of seekers. Now, what was the third thing again, Dr. Howe? The third one is is weird, and, and uh, it's not as, as It's not clear. as clear, but still, just as... Just as well, if I am correct, and I'm not sure I was, it was Enkia Paradate, or, or uh, pledge something, make a pledge, and... And mischief uh, will be present, or mischief is nigh, something like that. Something like that. And it was next to a large letter rock. Of course, epsilon signifies the number five. And uh, the only one who ever saw it was Plutarch, who isn't around to explain what that was all about. Well, we don't have any reason to suspect that he had, he was saying anything false. 
Well, we can believe it was true because in his time, anyone could have gone there and checked on it and, and went, uh-uh, I didn't see a big E. You Chris, lied. I don't think he, in, the, in his time, uh, lying wasn't quite as pre prevalent as, uh, as a major don't form of communication. It, uh, they would draw the long bow in those times just as much as they do now. But uh, for uh, narrative effect more than to bamboozle the ignorant. Right, people. right. It was for totally different reasons. Totally See, there was no reasons. monetary incentive connected with it. It was purely to give, uh, it was uh, to embellish a story. Yeah, but that's a, a legitimate artistic purpose. Right, right. Lying, However, in, lying for the sake of art is always, uh, uh, always okay. Well, it is unless your your uh, motive is unclean. If you're lying for the purposes of truth, beauty, or art, it's okay. Well, lying for the purpose of truth, huh? That sounds rather tricky. It but is, I it's think tricky. Jesus it is very it. tricky, but it can be done. You see, these Bible thumping fundamentalists uh, insist on believing everything is true in the Bible, including stories told by Jesus, which he said were stories at the time. So if you're saying everything in the Bible is true, you're calling the Lord Jesus a liar. No, I'm not saying that. Well, I know you're not, but many confused people just uh, say if it's in the Word of God, it's got to be true. But but uh, stories, as you say, are lies that are told to tell the truth, to come to a truth that is beyond the actual narrative of uh, who did what to whom and who uh, what. The factual accounting yeah, of uh, you know. now, uh, occurrences according to a time stream. A fat frog's ass, who did what to, to whom or, or where or when? Just as long as I can penetrate through to the sweet meat of the truth. Right. A lie told for truth is still just as good as the truth. Lies breathed through silver, as it were. So you know mm -hmm. knew about how Apollo killed that giant uh, snake and then... Uh, he used his sword, didn't he? Well, he's a god. I don't know if he'd have to use a sword. He you mean just, he might have used his heat vision? He might have just grappled with its coiling body and through the radiant power of the divine uh, withered away this uh, this snake. But um, the curious thing is that although Apollo killed Python, he had to be punished for it. Because Python, who was a female, was a child of Gaia, the earth. The Earth Mother. And he took over a shrine that was originally dedicated to Gaia, and possibly even to Poseidon, the Earth Shaker, you know, the Lord... Much older gods. Yes, the elder this is the, This gods. was the whole evolution of the Roman gods subsuming the, the Grecian gods. Well, the Grecian gods uh, were, you know, taken over by the Romans, that's true, but the Grecian gods themselves were a second generation of gods that came from the earlier creation where Saturn devoured his children and then regurgitated some of them. And uh, uh, other things happened. And that was borrowed from the Etruscans or from the... From the, the pre-Hellenes. Pre-Hellenes, which would have been like the, Cre the in Crete. Cyprus? Minoans, some of them, yes. Possibly even Atlanteans. Hmm. <laughs> yes, that mysterious hmm. island that blew up. Who can say at this late date? Uh, anyway, Apollo had to work for eight years to 
uh, pay off the uh, freight for having slain the uh, uh, the python. But how it, much did he get per hour? Well, he, he nothing, but he got the credit. And after all, if you're an immortal god, eight years just flies by. So if he's making like a hundred thousand a year, that eight years was worth almost a million bucks for him. It's worth a lot in sacrifices and prayers and the blood of the sacrifices and uh, the sex at the temples and all that stuff. The sack of the sacrifices. All the, the temples were sacked eventually. Yeah, sure. That's... And then they put stuff in the sacrificial sacks. Yes. Well, they played the sacks mm -hmm. in the they sack race. played them against other sacks. Yes, it would be great to have a, both sacks out there in a sack playing the sacks. And then uh, during the summer, Apollo would return from his winter quarters in Hyperborea, the land behind the north wind. And to celebrate this at Delphi, they had the festival known as the Theophania. Now, that Hyperborea, that was made famous by Robert Howard. And before that, by, I guess, uh, uh, um, George MacDonald or somebody like that. But, yeah. but it goes back to earlier actual ancient legends. I like the way those guys drew upon those. Lovecraft did the same thing, you know. They drew upon those ancient legends. And well, Howard believed, or rather set up a deal, where the ancient world was preceded by a more ancient world that had the same name and character, but of which no knowledge has come down to us. The so-called Hyborian Age. Right. Where there were Sumerians. Sumerians, yes. But Samaria is simply a dark desert. That's where Conan came from, wasn't it? He was a Sumerian, yes. Uh, but um, uh, at the beginning of uh, Milton's uh, uh, poem, L'Allegro, uh, the spirit of melancholy is supposed to be banished to a dark Sumerian desert to live there forever. Yeah. That's so sad. Well, it would be, except that Milton liked melancholy better than, than happiness, and he wrote a larger and better poem, praising melancholy, than the one he wrote praising mirth and, and joy. Yeah, and he called his child a melancholy baby, right? I don't think Milton had any kids, but, you know, I, that's not something I know. That's not a fact in Dr. To be there. I'm going to ask that question at the next Dr. House. Oh, that would be very unkind of you. But I may look it up between now and then. I think you should, just for just to make sure you've got all your bases covered. Now, I know that Mr. Milton was married to his long-suffering wife, but I don't think they had children. I'm asking Google right now, did Milton, did Milton have children? Well, let me know the answer, because uh, I never heard of Milton Jr., did Milton Berle have children? That's my question. Oh, Milton Berle, Uncle Milty. Well, he's um, at least his brother must have had children, huh? At least his mom had children, we know. Of course, Milton had poetic children. Okay, so I asked the question to Google. What did, did they say? Did Milton have questions? No, did Milton Hershey have any kids? Milton Hershey? I don't care about Milton Hershey. I want to know about John Milton. Milton Her of Hershey, Pennsylvania? 
There is a novel which I read long ago called Wife to Mr. Wilson by Robert Graves. Uh, it's from the, the point of view of the woman who married uh, Milton. And it's not very flattering to the poet. Ah, this is so bad. Uh, it brought me up Milton Berle much quicker than it brought me up. Well, I've got a computer here, and a daughter named Anne What's this? Server not found. Can't find server. What? And now I'm not going to be able to know about Milton. Is the internet down? Well, the server is, is down when I type on John Milton criticism, John Milton poet, John Milton children, and what do I get? Server not found. Firefox can't find the server. Well, isn't that great? Hmm. Phooey. So John Milton... Yes. Now, where I'm when looking... When you Google John Milton children, the second one says John Milton poet, John Milton children, uh, John Milton criticism, and it says John Milton children were Anne, and then when you try to follow it, uh, you can't get there. Okay, now I am on the Wikipedia, John Good. Milton. And did he have a whole bunch of kids? Squalling uh, rugrats? Reading, 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 reading. See if Anne is mentioned. Damn it, why is the server down? John married Mary Powell, yes, 1625 to 1652, and they had four children. Anne married John and Deborah. It sounds like a bunch of daughters. Oh, no. One, Except for the John boy, part. John. But he and, died uh, mm, well, shortly after. He was only a year old when he died. They often died early in those unsanitary days. So, uh... So his, the three daughters survived then? And uh, two of his daughters survived. Uh, one of them has a question mark next to her birthday, which makes me think that uh, she died uh, from complications. Actually, his wife died from complications of his daughter's birth. Mm, well, that's too bad. Another Catherine died four months later, so she never made it. I just turned off my thing and rebooted it. So now maybe Yeah, he uh, he tried to get married again after Mary died. Catherine, she died giving birth to their daughter, who also died. So there was a lot of death in John Milton's family. He was as blind as a bat. He was so sad. He lost. Well, no, he wasn't sad. He actually uh, uh, got along fine, and uh, even though he was completely blind, people thought he could see because nothing was the matter with his eyes, and he looked like he was looking right at you. Uh, but ah, uh, now I've got the Wikipedia back here, and this ought to have to be Oh, no, wait, here it is. Just what you had. 1642, Mary, Mary Powell, and Mary, John, and Deborah. And um, Deborah may have survived. John definitely didn't survive. Mary died on five. And that's the way it was on the show. This week, Dr. Howell had to phone it in. And, uh, no, three minutes to Catherine. He had to phone it in. February 3, 1658. 
Now, if anybody asks me the right question at my show, I'm going to explain how the, the song My Country Tis of Thee all started from Louis XIV's anus operation. Ah, Which is a true fact that I unearthed, but I'm just itching to to unveil it. To You're itching it. right after you talked about that spot? Well, the King Louis the Fourteenth certainly was itching after the operation. Might I recommend some Preparation H? That, well, that's not the problem. The problem was an anal fistula, not hemorrhoid. Oh, yes, I remember that. The, the old... Uh, that Boy, you sure don't want an anal fistula. No, this definitely sounds bad and probably... There's only one appropriate aperture, and your body should not create another one. But uh, And there shouldn't be fistulas occurring anywhere in your body very often. That's true, but when it has to do with the anus, then it's particularly embarrassing. You know, uh, it's difficult to sit for long periods of time. Yes, and a, and a king has to sit for very long periods of time. I think he he li had to lie on his stomach. See, here's I'll, uh, he had to lie on his stomach for the operation. That's for sure. And there's no anesthesia also at the time. So, no. did you read Paradise Lost? Oh yes. All eleven thousand lines. I've memorized it. Excellent. Yes, uh, but um, but Paradise Lost. Also, I'm also working on his other other books. Milton. The thing about Louis the Fourteenth that was interesting about this anus operation was that uh, in 1686 he developed this fistula. He was operated on, and then uh, they, while he was lying convalescing, they played a certain tune which had just been composed. And an English uh, person who was passing uh, picked up the tune, stole it, took it back to England, where it became popular. It became God Save the Queen, which is, of course, the basis of our My Country Tis of Thee. So this proud American tradition actually goes back to Louis XIV's uh, stinky anus fistula problem. Now, that, the good thing about that is that if you're in a similar situation and you want to make sure you can distract your mind, just whistle that song, and it will help distract your mind much like it did uh, Louis. Or thereabouts. And if you're distracted by Okay, the show, see you, Dr. Hal. You don't have much time. I won't be play. back for three weeks. Nobody will. No, I'll be here. I'll be all happy. Yeah. I'll be sitting here. Have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year.